Table Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redman. I'm just going to get started because this is a live episode of Real Talk with Grace Redman, where I get to have real life, raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities that have overcome challenges and created amazing. So today I'm super excited to be here with Karen Copperweight. I love Karen. Karen is also known as Soli Sister. She's an intuitive, soul-nurturing, transformational life coach. She supports women to uplevel their thoughts to healthy and positive ones so they can stop getting stuck in negative self-talk and create the life they want to live. With compassion, humor, and inspiration, she empowers clients to reconnect to their inner wage, inner sage wisdom. Through intuitive work, life coaching, and her online community, Karen is a teacher and a guide who is here to inspire and provide a soulful toolbox individuals can use to move forward strong and confident in all areas of their lives. Well, Karen. Thank you, Grace. I'm so happy to be with you today. Girl, I'm so excited to see you today. I've missed you. Yeah, yeah. Time just marches on, right? It does. And we're, I'm used to seeing you, you know, a few times a month and being so connected yeah. to you. So I've missed your spirit and energy, sister. Oh, it's so good to be with you. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Actually, I'm excited. Oh. I want to congratulate you. One of your daughters just got engaged. How exciting. Uh, yeah, my oldest daughter uh, just engaged last week to her high school sweetheart so oh, they sweet. have been each other for six years so um yeah that's the first for me so i will be a uh, mother of the bride yeah a new adventure ahead <laughs> yeah, absolutely. i'm looking forward to watching the adventure unfold online that's something i do love you know about facebook is that we can connect this way and then i can get to mm -hmm. you know watch the journey, you know, with the engagement, the pictures were beautiful. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to watching that. Yeah, lots of fun stuff. And that, you're right, Facebook is a, is a great way, social media tools are awesome to be able to keep up with everybody. It, they really are. And I love it because I get to be here with you today on this episode live. Yes. Now, and I was looking forward to it because there's, you know, there's so many questions I have. And um, one thing that I was curious about is, you know, what made it motivated you to become a life coach, an intuitive life coach? I'm always curious about that. Yeah, great question. So my first career was as a special education teacher and then I did administration, special ed administration for 21 years. And during that time I had three daughters and was just feeling one day, you know, driving home, doing the race against the clock that, um, there had to be something more to life than the way I was living it. You know, that anxiety, that push, push, push all the time. And really that started opening up doors for me. So of course, you know, your little, uh, your, your, your tribe comes forward and, and nurtures you and supports you. And I learned so many different things and energy work was one of the first tools I learned. 
mm-hmm. um, healing with the energy of the angels. You know, that's always been kind of um, my mechanism for connection to mm-hmm. something greater than myself. Um, and then uh, I was suddenly given an opportunity to go to Intuitive Life Coaching School with Colette oh. Baron Reed. And I hadn't oh, even considered it. Yeah, I hadn't even considered it. In fact, the email had come through probably three months prior. And I had ignored it. I'm like, I can't afford that. I can't do that, you know. And then things just kind of unfolded very rapidly. Um, and I got an opportunity to um, do some energy work um, as a practitioner rather mm-hmm. than just as a participant. And so it was all of that was unfolding. And so I ended up going and doing the two-year program for intuitive life coaching. So it was a real um, eye-opener on how we can really – tap into our unconscious mind, which I call the higher self, mm-hmm. uh, already has the answers, right? We don't even have to work. And so, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that. Because like you said, you know, I've, I've experienced it too. I was so caught up in the, in the rat race and the business and, yeah. and the day-to-day and the kids and that mm-hmm. I was so disconnected from myself. And it wasn't until I decided to go back and, you know, get my coaching certifications that I realized, oh my gosh, we have all the answers within us. Yeah, isn't that, I mean, it's it's incredibly empowering to know that. Um, and really just learning the language of, you know, you mentioned the the sage self, but that's the same as the your higher self, your, your, your greater self. So we do, we just have to learn how to, you know, um, hear, how that part of our wisdom speaks to us because we all know how our um our chattering mind speaks right it drones on and on we know the words right but the our higher self speaks to us in such a different way um and you know i i say it speaks to us in pictures oftentimes we get a visualization or like just a sensation so that we it's, it's so much different than that droning voice that tells us what we're doing wrong, where we don't measure up. So how do you know the difference between the, I would say the bitch, <laughs> mean girl, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, inner mean girl, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and the sage wisdom, like how can you tell the difference? Well, I think for most of us, the saboteur, you know, speaks to us in where we don't measure up. You know how we're not good enough. Um, it's universal, right? Everyone has a judge that resides right. in in your head. Um, but we, but what makes it different between people, and, and that's how we we know people's personality types too, right? We we know there's different types mm-hmm. of ways of dealing with stress, um, and so there's nine different uh, saboteurs uh, that that are accomplices to the judge. So. Um, one of them is uh, victim. You know, you and I had talked about that a little yes. bit yes. Uh, before, before today. Um, and pleaser and controller and stickler, hyper-rational, hyper-vigilant. Um, those are some of the other ones as well. So there's nine different types of saboteurs that speak and, you know, chatter away in our heads. Um, it's like I could be one of every of those. You know what? It's funny because, Grace, I was going to tell you, you know, there is a saboteur assessment that um, anyone can take. And so you can find it on my website, solelysister.com, but take the saboteur assessment and it'll tell you which of the nine you are. And we are a combination. We're not just one. Um, So usually it kind of breaks up into about top three 
that tend to be our go-to ways of sabotaging ourselves. Um, so that's a really fun um, an interesting way of finding out how you, the saboteur speaks because as soon as you take the assessment results and you start to look at um, you know which one yours is recognize the words that come forward you know and and how um, you know what, what it sounds like it's so familiar mm -hmm. well so at, before we wrap up we'll have them go to your website so they can take the assessment I don't think I've taken that assessment or maybe I have and I forgot I don't know. I don't know. I'll be interested to hear what yours are, though. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to find out. I'll, I'll take it, too. So tell us a little bit um, about the victim. Yeah. So, okay, I'll be straight up honest, straight up, uh, you know, uh, real. This is real. Real, girl. Um, yeah. You know, victim is... Um, one of my top three uh, saboteurs. And um, the characteristics of this particular saboteur, and, and I have to say, just preface it by saying, nobody wants to be the victim, right? I remember getting my results going, oh, not the victim. Why couldn't I be hyperachiever, right? You know, I might be a victim too. I remember, you know, we were conditioned to be a victim. Yeah, it's, it's really common, especially for those of us who are uh, teachers, therapists, counselors, coaches, it's not unusual that we have that uh, realization um, that, that we can have some of this tendency with us, mm -hmm. um, inside of us. And so, you know, it is, what we need to know is there's a lot of strength to having um, this kind of uh, mind and okay. the strengths of victim mentality. And again, this is strange talk, but there are always going to be strengths with every one of these types. It's just that when we overuse or abuse them, it becomes self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. So one of the strengths of a victim is sensitivity, mm -hmm. right? And yes. I think you can relate to that, right? You can feel, can. yeah, we can feel our emotions deeply. We can, we're very clear about what we're feeling. Um, you know, even we recognize that these are difficult emotions. So there's, there's that strength. There's also that we tend to be very introspective, right? We're capable of, of deep and courageous introspection. Uh, oh. That's why we enjoy self-discovery, right? That's why we help others delve underneath what's on the surface. Um, those, are, those are great qualities. I mean, those are healing qualities. Yeah, absolutely. You said it so well. We really appreciate the uniqueness of individuals. We, we, we appreciate the uniqueness of ourselves and we see it in other people too. And so That's we beautiful. have a lot of deep perception, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. So like yeah, I man, said, going deep. <laughs> you know, we, it, it's not, it's not a bad thing, right? No. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely somebody who can say, I really enjoy, you know, deep conversations. I struggle more with the chit chatty, you know, what somebody might call cocktail hour talk. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, th those are, those are all good things, but you know, when the strength gets taken too far, right. Um, that's when we get into more of the self-sabotage. So self-sabotage for, for us might look like when we are criticized or we feel misunderstood, we tend to withdraw. Mm -hmm. And some might even say pout or sulk. Um, I, I don't like to admit that, <laughs> but it could be true. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, you know that that is just a natural tendency. For me, it's uh, I would not say it's it's um, very conscious at times. I'm more conscious now, of course, 
but it okay. just started to be my MO is just to kind of step back. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know for me, when I've been in the victim mentality, it was um, for sure the pouting or, you know, like feeling sorry for myself. Yes, yes. And then Absolutely. feeling alone and like nobody cared and nobody wants to help. And, yes. and I feel like in the world around me, when I was, um, you know, growing up, the victim served a lot of people because then the victim would get the attention. It's you interesting. Know? Yeah. Right. And so I found that the victim, you know, would would show up yeah. to, to get attention like, oh, I feel, you know, feel sorry for me, please. Yes. Yes. It's interesting. It's um, this idea that pity is a poor substitute for self-love. For sure. For and sure. It, and, yeah. And it's like, um, you know, the saboteur, when it's working, it just it just only gives us little bread to, to eat off of, right? So, okay, we got somebody paying attention. I'll take a little bit of, of this. I'll take a little bit, you know, and, and that's, unfortunately, it's not very nourishing. You know, the no, breadcrumbs are not helpful. <laughs> I have a girlfriend who says, girl, I am done settling for the crumbs. I want the whole loaf. Yes, absolutely. And, and then and the whole yeah. loaf starts with us loving ourselves. Mm-hmm because then we'll be like, okay, now I deserve the loaf instead of the crumbs. Absolutely, yeah. And that is, you know, once we become more aware and, and you know, everyone who works on themselves knows, you know, realizes that awareness is everything, right? As soon as we become conscious to the fact of what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're saying, how we're acting, you know, that's where the magic starts to happen. Um, and so with awareness to, okay, there's my saboteur coming in. There she is. There he is, right? Mm -hmm. That's when we have a choice. So we don't need to keep our hand on the hot stove, you know, feeling the difficult emotion for us to know it's not good for us. And so for that's, sure. what, yeah, that's I what mean, the awareness is. Definitely, you know, feel it. And I know when I feel it, I know, okay, there's a little bit more work to do. Yeah. When that saboteur comes up, I'm like, okay. And the saboteur is also trying to keep us safe. So it benefited us at some point. Absolutely. It no longer benefits us. Uh, yeah. That's the overuse, the abuse. Mm -hmm. is, you know, it, it, the intentions were good, right? It wanted to keep us safe, wanted to keep us small. Um, and so, you know, that's, we learned those coping school skills, those um, okay. mechanisms, coping mechanisms that detoured us out of the difficult emotion and took us in a different direction, right? Mm -hmm. and, and would coping skills be, like give me an example of some of the coping skills we may use. Yeah, so um, it would definitely be about, you know, really looking within, okay, you know, I know I want uh, to feel um, like someone's caring about me. How can I care about myself? Or, mm -hmm. you know, number two, how can I express what I need rather than going about it very passive aggressively, you know, in, in a way that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping someone guesses, you know, that, oh, hey, I'm over here, you know, I need something. Oh, that's, so something that I've experienced, not myself and with others, is like we, um, we believe that other people can read our minds and know <laughs> what we want. So then when they don't read our mind and they don't show up the way we want them to, then we get upset and then we, you know, we go into victim mode. And I've had that have the opposite where someone expected something from me 
and I couldn't read their mind and then they would get upset. Yeah. So I, that right there is also self-sabotage when we're not communicating what we want. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't read my mind. They, I can't read their mind. It's so true. And, and the only thing I can add to that, because I absolutely understand what you're saying. I know what that's like myself when that happens. Um, the piece that I think is also in addition is sometimes we don't know what it is we need. That's true. So we are so used to, um, I can speak for myself, so used to just taking care of things mm. that when it's, we start to feel drained, we start to feel, you know, kind of the, the martyr syndrome comes in and says, oh my gosh, you know, you do so much and nobody notices, you know, that you also need. But I've never been, I had not been a, a person who could identify what that was that I needed. And so that takes some, you know, time and energy to really think what, what is it that would help me feel, you know, safe, secure, um, taken care of, um, you know, like I'm present and not just going through the motions. Um, because, you know, just like most of us have people in our lives that really do want to help us, really do want to, you know, we can be around people that deeply love us and we think no one's really paying attention. That That's a victim mentality. Yes. Because it's not, it's not the truth. Yes. And sometimes it's hard to ask for support. You, well, I know for in the world around me, we, you don't ask for help because then that was weakness. Right. Right. And that's another sabotage. Like, see, now I know what you're talking about when all these sneaky self-sabotaging um, ways. We don't realize that's self-sabotage. We think like, no, I'm just being, you know, proud and strong when later, yeah, no, you're sabotaging your shit. Yeah. I, you know, the, the negative feelings, right, that come forward because of that. You know, we don't, we think that that is who we are when how, you know, we think I am what I feel, but that's not true. Mm. You know, just, they're, they're just our feelings. Yes. You know, they aren't who we are. And so that, that, that's intense. Yeah, it's intense. And we have a right to those feelings. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's the awareness. When when we become aware, okay, this is sneaky. This is the sabotager. Of course, I have people in my life who love me. Of course, there's people that want to help me. Yes. But the victim doesn't want us to get that help because the victim enjoys being in that in that place and feeling sorry for itself. Yeah, it's just the... Um what it's, I believe what's happened is the intensity of all of it has just been spinning in your head and, and you haven't stopped uh, to get off the merry-go-round, right? You haven't been able to stop the spin, but once awareness kicks in, right, it stops the spin, even if it's for two seconds, right? And then, oh, we go back into the spin and, and then where it is, wait, wait a second, right? And hopefully we'll get off the spin for, you know, a longer amount of time so we can get our feet grounded and, okay. and, and stop and become, I consider to be, you know, mindful. When you talk about the spin is what you're talking about, those thoughts that ruminate and just tell us how, you know, the negative thoughts, that's the spin where they just don't stop. Yes. Um, and like I said, you know, we'll have period, you know, a certain break in the action that might say, you know, Hey, you know, is this true? You know, mm -hmm. and then we'll go back in, right? That just, it's a brief pause for two seconds. So, right. you know, what we can do is anytime we recognize that 
um, we're in that spin cycle, right? There are some real specific things you can do that will ground you into your body so that you can become more mindful and stick with that awareness. So it, like, it's like it breaks the pattern of thought. Mm-hmm. Crucial. That, you just said it right there and that's something I learned in NLP. It's like you, you break it. Um, it's a fraction. Oh, no, I forgot what it's called. So what's one way? You've mentioned there's three ways. What's one way we can break that pattern of thought? Right. So as soon as you recognize, oh, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole of negativity, right? The simplest one uh, that you can do is rubbing two fingers together. Mm, that's pretty easy. Yeah. So this is a technique that Shirzad Shamin has um, really developed and has, um, you know, research backed um, techniques and ways to really kind of break that pattern in in the mind, our thought process. And so rub two fingers together with such attention that you can actually feel the ridges of your fingertips. Mm-hmm. So it requires us to really slow down, right? Mm-hmm. With attention, we're, we're trying to feel the ridges of our fingertips. Mm-hmm. It's a 10 second break. That's it, Grace. I felt so, it though. I felt like a little, you know, cause I, I took, took, my, took me out of my mind and kind of into the present. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always say that it is, you know, uh, the specific action, whether it's breath work or this particular technique, right? It's it's really incompatible with the spin cycle of the mind. I can't concentrate on my fingertips and right. rubbing them together with attention and start spinning, right? Yes, the yes. distraction. There's, yeah, there's many different ways to do it. That's one of them. And so what's, what's the point? Well, we want to interrupt. We want to mm-hmm. interrupt the, sab- the saboteur thoughts. Mm-hmm. The and pattern interrupt. Yeah, and command the mind to do something different. Self-command. So with, with, with the victim mentality, I feel the, I think that you said, I mentioned um, the pleaser was also a saboteur. I feel like the victim and the pleaser might go hand in hand. I would, uh, say you're you're accurate with that if you have a strong need to receive love uh by pleasing others um it's probably going to ricochet and become resentment which no, then, yeah. which would I then be about that i hear you yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, that you know our, our you know what what our basic needs are are to to feel love and belonging right and so these are all just different ways that our mind has learned to try to get that need met. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, um, you know, the intention is wrong or bad. It's yeah. just, you know, that we have started to create a rut in our brain by doing the same thing over and over and thinking we're gonna, we're going to get a different result. Oh, yes. Didn't Einstein say that? It's like insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I know somebody did. (laughs) And yet we do that unconsciously. You know, it's like we want to make changes, yet we keep doing the same thing over and over. Right. What is one thing, you know, someone who's watching and, you know, recognizing these, you know, saboteurs in themselves, what there's, there's no right or wrong. What's one step they can take today to help themselves kind of get out of that mentality? Because again, we need to do something different. What's one thing that they can do that's different? The, one of the first things you can do is um, 
have to just recognize the price you're paying for that you're improving itself right over and over and over again. Yeah. So what's the price you're paying for thinking, you know, well, see, nobody showed up for me again, or, you know, um, you know, I, here I am all alone. No one even notices that I'm, you know, withdrawing. What, what is the price we're paying? So that I, I think that's a good place to just to start. That way you can recognize how much time you are spending in, you know, these negative types of emotions, how many times you're really taking yourself out of your own vitality. Yes. And how is that benefiting you? Yeah. I mean, I think most of us can recognize very quickly, boy, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, I would definitely be one of those people that was like, oh my gosh, didn't even realize, you know, how much I was choosing to tamp down my own energy, not bringing the real essence of me, you know, into places and relationships and, you know, just the, the belief in who I was, right? You know, who I am. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I think is really critical and important for any of us is to whatever has happened to us. If it's a situation right now today, you know, you lose your cell phone. Um, trying to recognize, you know, where the gifts and opportunities are with any circumstance. So how can you convert something that the saboteur will say is bad, bad, bad into a gift or opportunity? And that's your sage wisdom. That's your okay. higher self beckoning you forward, right? To say, come this way, think of it this way. Mm, the reframe. Yeah. So Karen, can you give us an example from your, whatever you want to share from your life, um, a situation where you looked at it like, oh my God, this is terrible. This sucks. Um, what was me? And how you turned it around to see the sage wisdom in it. You know, I, you know me pretty well, Grace. So, you know, for me, um, really recently, I think I've had a huge surge of you know, recognizing it in, in my, um, my love relationship, how I was consistently sabotaging, um, you know, what I was willing to receive from it. So it's like my victim said, I want it this way and I was getting it this way. And so that made this bad, bad, bad. Right. You know, and, and the gift is number one, I, you know, I can choose to, um, ask for what I need, right? That requires some self-reflection as we talked about. Yes. Um, is, you know, allowing myself to receive what I need in a different way from, you know, whether it's with girlfriends, with, you know, spiritual friends, with um, family members, you know, and, and maybe thinking that a relationship, my love relationship doesn't have to look, you know, this way, you know, 24 seven. Yes. Um, yeah, there's been I can some, to that. <laughs> there's some, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I get to coach a lot of women who describe very similar, you know, what I was seeing in my own life. And um, I, I think that is the biggest thing is rather than coming at it, feeling um, victimized because it didn't match what I, I needed was, was being able to step forward and, and level up to say, I can get what I need in many different ways and also express what I need and let that person, my husband, you know, know what that is. 
it's yeah. it's it's a negotiation. It totally is. And relationships, especially the relationship with our significant other, husband, spouse, um, mm -hmm. is I feel one of the most challenging and one of the most rewarding relationships there can be. And I've had to do the same thing is step back because I have, well, because Disney, Disney fucked me up, you know? <laughs> the prince didn't quite come the same way you thought he would. You know, because we, we have this perception, this perspective, these expectations, and that's not what reality is. And so, like you said, when I was able to step back and say, you know, this person is made to me in these ways. This is this person's, you know, way of showing love when I wanted the person to show love this way. So when I got out of my head and the expectations and realized like, okay, this is love. This is the person is showing love this way. Um, it totally made a difference for me as well. We grow and change. You know, we do. At, you know, the early part of our relationship is very different from the woman that I am now. And sometimes that's hard to swallow for people who have known us a long time. Yes. And, and yeah. also I've come to realize, you know, I had this vision that, okay, there's going to be one person, you know, that is going to be, you know, my spouse that can meet every yeah. single need that I have in this world. Oh my <laughs> God, that's so unrealistic. And who wants to put that pressure on the other person? Absolutely. And I don't want that kind of pressure being put on me. No. So absolutely. No. Yeah, you're right. That's a great point. You know, and, and like, you know, you said, and we've, um, and I think we've talked about this before, it's like we can get different needs, you know, needs met from, you know, the different relationships that we have in our lives. And that takes the pressure, you know, off that, off that person, which is not fair, like you said. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, I get to be responsible for my own happiness. Yes, yes. Know? And that's, that was something I, I got to, you know, realize. And who would have thought that that was such an important lesson? I should oh. have been taught that one in school. Disney should be t teaching that one. <laughs> yes, yes, sister. Disney should be teaching that. I love Disney. Nothing against Disney. Yeah, me too. Um, it's just we grow up <clears throat> looking for love outside of us, looking yeah. for something to complete us. When in reality, we have to complete ourselves. No one can make us happy. We have to find happiness. The people in our lives, the relationships enhance our life. Yeah. They don't, it. they enhance it. So let's see who's here with us. Um, oh, Anne, Rachel, Thomas, Janelle, Valerie Smedley. Cammie's with us, Karen. Oh, hello. Hi, your daughter. Um, Aunt, my, my Auntie Nama's here, Judy James, Heidi Frund. She, has, she said it was great. She has to go back to work. Yes. Welcome, great. everyone. Thank you for joining us. So, yeah, yeah so I love this, Karen, because we kind of just, you know, flowing into what we, what, you know, what um, feels good to us. So mm -hmm. let's go back to the sage wisdom. Yeah. What are a few ways that we can connect to that wisdom? So once we have that little break in the spin cycle, you know, by doing something mindful, we talked about this rubbing two fingers together. It can be something as simple as breath work, you know choosing to take in, you know, three uh, conscious breaths, I call them, you know, in through your nose, out mm -hmm. through your mouth. Or, you know, it can be, you know, another of the, that little break in the action. Um, grace can be uh, like just really trying to focus in on the farthest away sound you can hear. Mm. 
or and then focus in on the closest sound you can hear. So again, once you take that break in the action, that's when the sage can come forward, right? It's that quiet knowing within you that when your your thoughts stop spinning, you can connect to the wisdom of your own age, your higher self. Um, there are real gifts in tapping into your sage. So one of the ways um, that I like to think of for, that I think works for me as someone who can turn into victim is trying to find um, when I'm interacting with somebody else, trying to find the 10% that I see that is right with what that person is talking about. Mm-hmm. I can sometimes feel like, um, you know, I don't agree with what, how this person's talking. So one of the sage, uh, you know, gifts would be, I just need to find 10% of what that mm. person is saying that I think, you know, I agree with. So that's one of the possible, you know, gifts you can use um, to, to find your sage self. So looking, um, at, looking at the positive instead of focusing on the negative, which which reminds me of something that we touched on, or we talked about um, offline was judgment. Mm-hmm. Judgment. And I was conditioned to judge, not even realizing I was judging, just mm-hmm. picking out everything that was wrong with everything. Yes. And it wasn't until you know my own journey that I realized or I learned that judgment really isn't about the other person, it's about me. Yes, absolutely. I found the same thing that you're talking about, Grace, because we can either judge self, which is usually pretty strong, judging others, or or judging- We're our own worst critic. I mean, we judge ourselves much harder than anyone could ever judge us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, self, others, or circumstances, right? What's happening to us. The other thing, and I, I don't know if you find this to be true, is um, if somebody, any, someone who judges others really harshly, what I know for sure then is that they judge themselves even harsher. 100%. It's almost like it has to be that way because you can only, um, you can only judge yourself for so long before it has to spill out into others. You got It's almost like you got to save yourself. So for if you're sure. feeling bad about yourself, well, then you're going to start seeing things in other people to feel you know, like you, you can judge about. For sure. Um, so yeah. And, I and think that's, it's- that's helped me, Karen, because, you know, I have a fear of being judged mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm getting over it. And what I realize now, it's like, if I am being judged or I feel the energy of judgment, yeah. I, I consider the source, you know, mm-hmm. then I say, okay, I know this person, this person is very critical on themselves. Like they tear themselves yeah. apart. So really it's not about me. It's about them. It's about them. And I realize, like, I don't take it personal because then I'm like, yeah, I consider the source. And then I'm like, God, I can only imagine how harsh they are on themselves. And then I just send them love. That's amazing, Gracefully. That's 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 some deep sage wisdom there. I want you to know that. Thank you. <laughs> I just yeah. send them love because I can only imagine what their inner critic is saying to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's so important. Um, we're all, just, you know, in spite of our uh, uniqueness, we all are really traveling the same journey. We are, you know? and the human experience is 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 rough. It can be, and I feel like we all want the same things. We want to be loved, we want to be yeah. seen, heard, and belong. Just and you seen. want to feel good. Yes. Yes. You know, want to be connected. You want to feel connected. 
And, you know, because of our different experiences and our traumas, I mean, sometimes we get so far away from that. And that's what brings us to the victim, to the pleaser and to the overachiever, which I would know nothing about. But (laughs) (laughs) that's not my that's not my uh, number one either. (laughs) But the the beauty is um, we can shift and we can make changes and we can choose to live our life in a very different way instead of um, handcuffed to the saboteurs. Yeah, who we are is not in our incessantly thinking mind. No. Who we are is such a, a greater essence. And how I describe the difference between saboteur, knowing it's saboteur energy, or knowing it's sage wisdom energy is the saboteur energy will push you from behind. It's like, come on, Grace, do it. You need to be this, you need to do that. It's a push from behind. It's mm-hmm. it's forceful, it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. When sage, yeah, when you have the sage energy, it's like, and I'm going to use a, a female reference, just, you know, her for myself, but it doesn't matter how it, how it comes forward is, you know, she beckons me forward. She calls to me and says, you know, it's out here. It's not, it's not back there, right? Come forward. Mm-hmm. It's a much different, gentler, calmer, yeah. sane energy. There. No, we're stuck. Oh, I'm stuck. Here I am. The sage, the sage wisdom comes, I feel like here, like from the yeah. spirit. And and the um, the other is like, it's here, like you said, pushing. It, yeah. it feels like stressful, where the sage wisdom feels peaceful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And it's, I would even call it like, it's a pull from my heart, mm. right? My heart gets activated when my sage self is present to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember a beautiful moment with you, and i sorry I interrupted you, because I think oh, no, this no. is part of the sage wisdom. When yeah. I was away with you on a retreat, one of my friends happened to pass away while I was gone, and I was upstairs mm-hmm. in the room by myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so sad. But then you came up in that moment to see me, because your sage, I, you knew like intuitively, intuitively that sage wisdom pull, pull, drew you to come up to me. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I remember your face because you were, you were in bed. Um, I remember your face. You were surprised that I was there and I didn't know any different. I didn't know what I was coming to see you for or to be with you for, but yeah, there was this, this knowingness that I could be present to you. And, and in that moment, you know, you were feeling deep sadness. Yeah, which, which, which was beautiful, which reminds, you know, like now what's coming to me is like that sage wisdom is the intuition. Yeah. Is that it connects us to other people. Yeah. The energies to the feelings, to the knowings. And sometimes we think, oh, like that was so weird. But was it really weird? Because we're all connected. Yeah. We're all connected. Yeah. Energy is real. That sage wisdom is real. We're not separate. We're all we're all one. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. It reminds me, Grace, that when I first started doing energy work, I heard a message from what I call spirit that said, you know, we are meant to heal. So we are meant to heal one another. That's why we came here together. We were never meant to judge or compete or have this hierarchy of who's better, who's less. Um, But we came here really with with the, the, the gifts 
of being able to heal and connect and to love. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I, and I know that to be true. Mm -hmm. I know that to be true. We are all connected. And I know right now we're in a, a space in, in our, in, in the world around us where it's so separate and really mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it does not matter what color, what race, what gender, what religion, you know, whatever you choose, there's, it doesn't matter. We're one. Like, I don't, I don't care who you are. I respect you because you're a human being. You have blood running through your veins. And I think that's important. We're all, we're all, we all come from dust and we're going to go back to dust. Mm. Yeah. I, I've been really feeling strongly that no matter what decisions people need to make, whatever choices they uh, feel strongly to make, it's not uh, my place to judge it or believe no. either right or wrong. Right. No. It's just, no, it's just to be love. Right. It. And love is always the answer. And I know it sounds like so. Let me put my rose, you know, colored shades on. But it really is. Love is always the answer. And I believe like it has to also start with me. Like if I'm I'm not loving myself, it's going to be really hard for me to to show that love outside. Yeah. If I'm angry inside and if I'm resentful, that's what's going to come out. Um. So I always make an effort when you know because I get angry. We're all human. Yeah you know, I remind myself, okay, go back, Grace, you know, go back to source, go back to God, go back to the love because, and it reminds me like something's off with me right now. If I'm feeling this way, which, no right or wrong. I'm human. We're human. We're going to feel what we feel. It's just when, when I'm out of alignment, I know I got to come back to, to the love. Yeah. That's it's, that's it. It's plain and simple. That's right? the choice you make. You know, and, and yeah, you everything you said, Grace. Yeah, but easier I, said, you know, easier said than done. Yeah, well, that's a part of the human experience we signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, sometimes I just like to sit in my anger. I just want to be there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know, and that and that's okay. That, I mean, that, okay. that how, how do we know what what the opposite of love is? Right, we gotta okay. have the contrast. Well, well, you just brought up an amazing point. Is that's what that's what's so beautiful is the contrast, yeah. you know, because you don't know the, I think what do they say is the more the pain, more pain you feel, the deeper you feel the joy. Yeah. I think they do say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yes, absolutely. I think because we know the spin of our head, yeah. we know the, uh, the depth of our soul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that was something for me that, um, you know, having been in the spin for most of my, so deep in the spin for most of my life, so deep in the saboteurs and um, it felt horrible, yeah. you know? And so when I came, you know, started to learn and heal and come out of that, the joy I felt was overwhelming that I wanted to share it with other people. Like you don't have mm -hmm. to stay in the spin. You can feel joy. You can feel the peace. Yes. And that's what you do too, Karen. You help other women to get to that joy and the peace. Yes, it is fun, isn't it? That we are teaching what we are learning, right? That's I feel right. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm just like a half a step ahead. You know, yes. sometimes I just experience. Yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes I'm half a step behind, but I'll catch up. <laughs> well, you know, usually, usually if I get to teach it, and coach it. I, I'm a you know, I, I'm at least the half a step ahead. But yeah, I, I'm constantly learning, constantly yeah. surprised by, you know, I thought I had that down. 
I, I thought oh. I learned this lesson. How many oh. times have I done that? Oh, I was just talking to one of my clients about this yesterday. It's like new level, new devil. Oh, so every time God. we level up, you know, our, you know, saboteurs are, are going to come, you know, come back again. It doesn't mean we didn't um, do the work. It just means, okay, now we're leveling up to um, a, a different level and it's time to heal another, another layer. Yes. Well, how I put it is I always know when I'm feeling terribly uncomfortable that I am in a growth spurt, right? I'm yes. leveling up. Yes. And so that's what I tell clients too. Absolutely. Yes. When you're uncomfortable, yes. it's happening. That's right. So I'm going to see who's here. Yeah. Um, Melissa. Oh, I love you. You are both powerful light bearers. Thank you for these sacred conversations. Thank you for being here. David oh. Weaver says, yes, easier said than done, but practice makes mm -hmm. perfect. And the more mindful we can be during the situation, the better we will be next time. Absolutely. Oh, that's so true. Right. Mm -hmm. And Janelle says, I'm loving all the reference to Sage. This has also been validation of my mother's presence with me. She wrote mm -hmm. a poetry book called Wisdom from My Sage Turtle. Yesterday, oh. I was rearranging her table for her ashes. And this morning, my first post had a life journey lesson depicting a tortoise, divine timing, timing catching the fly stream. Thank you. I saw actually her turtle, your turtle post, Janelle. It was beautiful. And I am totally, I love the analogy of the turtle and the hare. Mm. Life analogies like who won the race? The turtle, because it took its time and the hair just kind of fizzled away. Karen, this has been so much fun. Oh, Grace, it's so great to be with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So tell our audience where they can find you and what you have on the agenda next, what they can um, where they can find you and how they can work with you. Absolutely. So uh, you can find me at solisister.com. That's S-O-U-L-Y sister.com. On my website, I have a couple of free gifts. One that we talked about was the saboteur assessment. So you'll find that on my website, on the homepage, take the free saboteur assessment and find out which, how your, you know, saboteurs lie to you. I always like to, uh, explain that the, that's the lies they tell. Um, I also have the six weeks positive intelligence coaching program that walks people through this um, process of, you know, really reducing and um, limiting the sage talk. I'm sorry, the saboteur lies. So, and then how to self-command the mind with those tools and then really, you know, strengthen your sage wisdom. So that's what we want to do. So you can find out more on my website or message me. I'm happy to to, to talk to anyone who wants to find out more. Yeah, I mean, Karen's amazing. And also have your information down um, at the end of the podcast where they can find you, your website. And definitely take the assessment. I'm gonna take it again. I think I did take it. I'm gonna go take it again. And sometimes things change. <laughs> it's true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to fluctuate a little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It was so amazing to be here with you today. Yeah. I look forward to having you again and look forward to watching the journey with your um, daughter and the upcoming um, nuptials. So that's going to be exciting. Yes. Thank you so much, Grace. Yes. Always an honor and a pleasure. Uh, my, my pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for being here with us live. And thank you for those joining us on the replay. We appreciate you and wish you a magical rest of the day ahead. Take care. love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. 
Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.